Hey, welcome to Let's Stop There. We have one hour to read Fat Vampire 5, Fat Apocalypse by Johnny B. Truant. At long last, we're finally returning to the Fat Vampire universe now that sci-fi has adapted the original novel into a television show, and folks, we're angling for that producer credit. Not executive, we're not feeling selfish, just need sci-fi to cut us a check. Welcome back to Let's Stop There. I'm Austin Hanna. Hi, I'm Ganesh Sarma. Hi, I'm Shane Burklow. And this week we're reading Fat Vampire 5, Fat Apocalypse, the triumphant return of Johnny B. Truant to the show. Been a minute since our last foray into the Fat Vampire universe. It's been a minute. It's been a pandemic. I think it's been a whole podcast ago. I think we were still Amazon Book Club last time we did a Fat Vampire, right? I think. I think yeah. so. I think so. I can't believe we've done four of these. We, already. we swore off at Vampire for a while. You know what? We're almost done with the series. Book six is the last one. Oh, my God. And in the meantime, since our last time we did that fat vampire, uh, it's actually been it's it's a TV show now. <laughs> they, uh-huh. I think. Well, for, first of all, let's get it out of the way. It's called Reginald the Vampire on the Sci-Fi Network. S-Y-F-Y. Uh, and I think nobody wants to say it. Nobody wants to admit it, but I think we deserve a little bit of credit for this. Johnny B. Truant, if you're out there, you know the truth. You know that some exec at NBC listened to our show and thought this would be great TV. You got the, and you know you what? Got the book my club com- bump. My big complaint about it, I don't think they made him fat enough. Yeah. Wow. They slimmed him down, honestly. He looks pretty They spilled. slimmed him down. He's not that fat. Well, it's just, the show's not, it's just called Reginald the Vampire, not Fat Vampire anymore. I guess they, the big wigs over at NBC Universal decided that was too hot button for this day and age. You know what? I would just like a producing credit. That's all. <laughs> That's all I want. Even just a special thanks. A special thanks to. No, no I'm I want to be in the guild. Yeah, I'm, we're going to need the producer credit. <laughs> okay. All right. So Ganesha's theory is that a, an executive listened to that episode and instead of thinking, wow, these three guys are funny, they thought the source material is terrific. <laughs> is I wish these guys would shut the hell great. up so I could get more into the lore of Fat Vampire. Do you think the show has the hair growth thing? It can't because the guy who plays Fat Vampire, which is Ned from Spider-Man, is bald all the time. So, no, but he doesn't shoot hair out, does he? I don't remember. It's some other vampire who's hairy. I have. I, I remember very little about Fat Vampire. Did you at least listen to a past episode so you get the voices right? No. Okay. That's great. We put in the hard work here. That's why we don't get the <laughs> NBC executives ringing our line. Because we don't put in the work. Sorry. I'll ring them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And they'll say, yeah. I'll bring them, I'll need, bring them something better. And they'll say, yeah, you need to, it's $30 a ticket for Top of the Rock. And here's the line right here. And enjoy the view. <laughs> Ganesha's like, you know what? The kids these days, they're over fat vampires. They're, we got to give them skinny vampires again. Yeah. Remake Twilight. It's only a matter of time. Give them a call. See what happens. Cold call the front desk at NBC. In fact, why don't you walk in to a 30 Rockefeller Center in a nice suit with a briefcase and say, I've got big ideas. Can you point me to the top floor? <laughs> yeah, they'll shoot me out of a cannon. That'd be pretty cool, actually. What a, what a way to go. It is the best view in the city, top of the rock. All right. Well, before we delve into Fat Vampire, what's uh, going on? Hold up. Sorry. What? One last thing about Fat Vampire that I just wanted to mention. They sell these in paperback. Okay. And... The only paperback of Fat Vampire 6 that exists that you can buy, you can buy it used on Amazon for $298. That's a deal. So that's Johnny B. Truant's copy. That's $2 less than I was willing to spend, so that's perfect. Yeah, is that Truant's original manuscript typed on a typewriter? Well, okay, I'm not going to be buying that, but if somebody out there wants to buy it, 
and send it to us? I wouldn't say no. Um, don't. Yeah, don't do that. Okay, what else is going on? I tried to get out of the fat vampire talk before, and can you stop me? So now you mean like with us? Yeah, in your life. What's new? You got dog? How's your dog? Hugh, dog? Hugo officially adopted. The papers are signed, signed, sealed, sealed, and uh, he delivers the goods. The guy can poop. Let's just say that. Wow. But he's a good little critter. He's not even uh, little. He's pretty big for a puppy. Yeah, he's thirteen and a half pounds. He's gonna be a big which, dog. Is the size of Ganesha's son at the moment. So, wow, that's true. Same weight, same poops. Well, how big is this dog going to get, you think? Well, there's a little calculator online and we put this, the info in and it says 70 pounds. That's pretty big, right? But it also said 55 to 70. So, so you're just going on the high end of that. Okay. Yeah, because he eats like a monster. The guy likes to eat. We'll see. God bless you. How's the, uh, can you go outside for walks yet? No, not yet. When does that happen? So he's got to get, uh, one more vaccination and then he's clear to hit the streets. Oh, so like two weeks, two and a half weeks. And I never even knew that was a thing, but I guess in New York with dogs peeing everywhere and people peeing everywhere that like the peas mix puppies need to have uh, protection to just walk on the sidewalk. Damn. You can get him some of those little shoes for the winter. That'll be fun. Tim's. Yeah, Tim's, yeah, Tim's, big Tim's. If he if he does get that big, we could just get like real Tim's. That's true. You could. He could be the uh, podcast's uh, new mascot. Yeah, Hugo. Well, okay. Well, good. Glad that's. I'm glad it finally happened. You've been wanting a dog for a while. You fulfilled your dreams of being a dog dad. How is life as a real dad, Ganesh? How's your son? Can you talk well, yet? Is he gambling yet? Yeah, dude. He's um. He can spit. That's pretty cool. He spits on people. Yeah, he's he's in this phase where he's spitting a lot, like like hawking. Yeah, he's he's really winding up. All right, nice. You giving what? Why? What's he, what's that? What causes that? Is that just a natural part of a baby's life? Yeah, I think it's like he's probably starting to get his teeth or something like that. Something like that. Something's coming in there. I think it's teeth. <laughs> something. I don't know. Could be. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. But the real thing is that my paternity leave ended. I have to go back to fucking work. Well, he's not dipping, is he? Oh, he might be doing that when I'm not looking. <laughs> when Ganesh goes to work, David gets run out of the house and he gets into the snus. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. He just started daycare. I don't know what the hell they're doing there. Did you do the tobacco package? <laughs> the daycare? <laughs> Dipper's delight. <laughs> it, co- it costs extra, but I hear they really love it. So, hey. uh, Yeah, we'll do the little, dip- little <laughs> Dipper special. <laughs> Welcome to Little Dipper's daycare. We get your kids started on the easy stuff. Don't overwhelm uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Get your own little baby size spittoon. Protects kids, the lungs. You think uh, kids are still dipping in stuff? Yeah. Know. Yeah. On the South. Sure. Those kids are on dumb the as hell. South? In the South. On the South. In the South, Southern, Eastern United States where I lived. Yeah. Kids were dipping in high school. Well, yeah. When I was in high school too. What do you think? I things like, changed that much? Yeah. It's still a bunch of know. dipshits oh, down there. They're putting putting a jewel pod in their lip yeah they got electronic dip now they gotta <laughs> plug it into a USB-C before they jam it in their fucking gums i don't know what they do it was never my style to dip there's a guy sat next to me at a movie theater and he was just dipping and spitting on the floor no he had a cup oh, it was gross worse disgusting what's wrong with these guys yeah i mean Ganesh, you dipped <laughs> okay Barely, just barely, barely dipping still counts as dipping. Just because I couldn't smoke in class, you were doing it out in the free world. You were di- you were dipping in class. That's even worse. I didn't know you were doing that. You were like, I, I had a phase. Okay, you were, I had a phase. So wait, you a, were sitting in like a phase. you were sitting in a lecture with dip in. Is that what you're telling me? <sighs> no, I didn't say that. You implied but. it heavily. Not a lecture in a Who small twenty person classroom. <laughs> it wasn't a lecture, it's a it was a lab. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who can remember? I went through a phase where I was trying anything that gave me a buzz. So I remember that. I, I remember you I think you had a test and you you took a bunch of C's. <laughs> Chorus Eaton. Yeah. Your robo robo tripping Not for your letter English exam. It wasn't it was math class, but yes, I did do that. That makes me it makes me better at math. <laughs> <laughs> how'd you do uh, it was like a remedial math class i think i did just fine Man, you're so good at math you can do drugs and then take a math test and knock it out of the park damn dude <laughs> all right well good for you man and uh congrats on your recent uh birth of your son 
appreciate it. <laughs> okay. It was a phase, all right? I was a child, okay? He was. And we were, too. Um, what'd we do? Uh, told, can you stop it? Don't do that. <laughs> Please. <laughs> That's bad. We're, we're worried about you. <laughs> yeah. Stage multiple listen, interventions. Listen, we were all experimenting, okay? Shane, you had a lip ring. Austin, <laughs> you shaved your head and looked like Bobby Hill. I'd do that again if I didn't look so ugly when I did it the first time. <laughs> I wouldn't do my thing again. That was bad. You did have a lip ring. Yeah. I do recall that I was with you when you got it, when you got your lip pierced. Yeah. That was fun. Well, why didn't you say stop? Oh, I barely knew you. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, I knew you for like six months. I was like, maybe this is the kind of thing he does. If you're doing it now, I'd be like, get your act together, dude. <laughs> you think you're fucking doing it. Oh, you're, you're just right. It's experimental time. Your first month of college, who knows what you're doing? Yeah. You're drinking cough syrup and you're... <laughs> Getting piercings. <laughs> Accidentally doing ketamine. Taking like, remedial just, math. These things just kind of happen. Yeah, well. All right. Good times. Glad that's over with. Glad that was in the pre-social media era. Nary a picture of that stuff. That's the No, blessing. there's pictures. Just a few, but they were on digital cameras with very low pics. Uh, a lot of few pixels. I don't know if reminiscing. We're too old. We're too old to be having a podcast. Uh, or maybe we're just the right age. If we were younger, we'd probably be on TikTok right now. Um, okay. Enough. Enough the bullshit. Let's do Fat Vampire, huh? What's going on here with Fat Vampire? Fat Vampire 5, Fat Pocalypse by Johnny B. Truant, the man, the myth, the legend, JBT. Uh, Ganesh, do you have a synopsis for us? I wish I had a, uh, just a brief synopsis of what has happened until now. Everything. Is there like a spark notes for the Fat Vampires? (laughs) Previously on Fat Vampire. We should have, we could have done the bare minimum, just listen to our own podcast but we didn't. So I didn't, I didn't know we were going to do this book until 20 minutes ago. That's true. Yeah. We don't think we don't think we're playing. I don't know if we're going to be blushing on this one. No, this is not the goal this year. We're taking a break from the blushing. We lost our last, the morning glory milking farm really did a number on me mentally and emotionally. After this one, we'll go back to blushing. All right. This is just a fan request. And also, it's been a while since we dip back in. We owe it to Johnny B. Truant. Who requested this? Oh, I mean, a couple people over the years, but somebody semi-recently. Um, let's see. Nanette, a new addition to the Discord. Nanette asked for Fat Vampire, specifically Fat Vampire 5. Nanette is the uh, director of operations for Sci-Fi Network <laughs> and is trying to get their next few years planned out. trying to get the word out well hey Ninette or whoever out there works for sci-fi that's listening to this we'll do a show we'll do it for pennies on the dollar awesome you do you have the the uh page pulled up for fat vampire five yeah why look on the right hand side uh-huh all right under read on any device what do you see um read on any device but uh oh read on any device okay what about it oh amazon underneath amazon that. book club wow Everybody's just jacking our shit. All right. First, we wow, got. Wow, look at that. Sci fi network's taking Fat Vampire. Amazon is probably rightfully taking Amazon Book Club. <laughs> Amazon Book Club was not Damn. a thing. If we, just, if we just hung on to it a little bit longer, we could have gotten sued. That would have been pretty cool. That was our whole goal, and it never happened. I don't think Bezos would have sued us. No, not him, but one of his little worms that work in his corporate office. Amazon Book Club, early. There, there it is, right there in cold, hard letters. Okay, all right. Oh, synopsis. Now, a new TV series on sci-fi, Reginald the Vampire. The new vampire president and his psychotic right-hand man have been playing a dangerous game with the humans over the past six months. In the public eye, the two races appear to be at peace, but the situation below the surface is hot enough to boil. Y'all both on your phones right now? I'm, Are you kidding me? I'm listening. I was... I'm not looking at my phone. I'm touching my arm. I am looking at my phone because I got important business I'm taking care of. I'm looking down at my arm and touching it. So stop looking at me. And you're supposed to be reading anyway. Yeah, go back to reading. You look at the page. Keep your eyes on the prize. (sighs) And while the untrusting humans mask their defenses, vampire armies have been building to match them with plans to exterminate the planet's current inhabitants, saving only a handful of blood slaves. Oh, I I missed everything up until Blood Slaves. So <laughs> you were, he was on his phone. Yeah, I was. I was on my phone. There's a lot more, but let's just go ahead and call it. No one's even listening to me. I got an so. email from Sci-Fi. They said, cease. <laughs> Stop what you're doing. <laughs> this is against the law. Johnny B. Truant, we're coming for you. All right. You ready to jump in here? Are you? Uh, yeah, I'm more than ready, buddy. Listen, I know how to. I can multitask. 
Wow, look at that big <laughs> thing of water. <laughs> Can you talk while you do that? I'm no. thirsty. Got to keep my pipes fresh for the show. You know what I'm saying? All right, let's read the book Fat Vampire by Fat Apocalypse by Johnny B. Truant. I don't, I don't remember like two, three, and four. I remember two. I remember reading them vaguely. This was years ago. Charles Barkley is somewhere in this book. That's all I remember. He's a character in the Fat Vampire universe. Hope he comes back for this one. All right, you want to? Let's go. We'll jump ahead. We'll be right back with uh, Big Fat Vampire Five. <laughs> Sorry, I looked away for one second. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, he called me out too. Well, I looked over, I looked at the screen, and both y'all. Shane's just looking at his no, arm like a <laughs> Shane's staring at his arm like a simpleton. I'm just going like this. It feels <laughs> it feels fuzzier than it usually does. Uh oh, this man's on C's. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm distracted. My arm just feels fuzzy. <laughs> I'm looking down at my arm. No, I noticed all my arm hairs turning white, so that's why I was looking. Oh, it's coming for you. Are you? Are you uh... <laughs> Your pubes white? What's going on there? Uh, that's private. Is that TM? That's, TM? that's private. TM, is it private? I'd tell you if mine were. Yeah, but some are. Yeah. I've got two. Two white pubes? Yeah, they're really long. I have like a pattern. It's like kind of like a yin, yin and yang. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Wow. That's pretty cool. Well, that is pretty cool, actually. All right. You want to get back in? You want to get back in? We haven't even started. You want to start this book, Fat Vampire? We're back. And we're reading Fat Vampire 5, finally. Can you kick it off? Fat Vampire 5, Fat Apocalypse, Chapter 1, Page 1. Here we go. House of Vampires and Leaves. Reginald got the first combo caught on his fang by accident while he was eating them in front of the TV. I love a pepperoni pizza combo. I'd I'd crush a whole bag of those right now. Sorry. Just want to say it. He added the second to the other fang to be hilarious. That's not hilarious, said Maurice, who was reading. Is that your... Sorry, I'm so distracted. Is that your favorite? Would would that be on your short list of top snacks? Combos? Combos? No, but I I do like what he's doing, putting them on his fangs. I used to put one under each side of my mouth and then crunch at the same time. That's pretty good. I think combos are a top shelf snack. If we were doing a snack bracket, a snack it, I might have combos in my final four. We'll save that for another episode, though. What would be? <laughs> what's your number one? Yeah, probably combos. I was being modest, saying it was my final four. I don't know. I like crunchy Cheetos. Oh uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Salt vinegar lays also classic. I've been really into the Cape Cods. Cape Cods are good, but that's all. Oh, you're that's, you're that's a, a little fancy. That's a little high full. That's a high pollutant for man. me. <laughs> They're good. Um, also like a, I like a pretzel. Nah, too dry for me. <laughs> yeah, but hey, no judgment. <laughs> Pretzels can be good. I like a soft pretzel with mustard, but that's kind of veering into ballpark <laughs> like food territory. Ballpark. <laughs> yeah. You know what my favorite not, snack is? Hot dog. Not, yeah. That's, that's not really snack level. You know, it's good. Okay. We're getting off base. I'm going to shut my mouth now. Go ahead. Go ahead. He was sitting in a lazy boy with his feet up. Uh, this is Maurice. A desk lamp on the end table beside him. He was reading slowly like a human reads and was spending several minutes on each page. It was so far beyond inefficient that it was stupid. Vampires Would read Maurice? fast? Just, I don't, yeah. I don't remember that power. I okay. think I remember yeah, like that. Right. Johnny Five and Short Circuit. But also a human doesn't take several minutes on a page in a book. I might. <laughs> you know, Unless you're reading it aloud and being interrupted like on this show. That's true. We spent several minutes per paragraph. But when Maurice was asked, he replied with the stock answer so many of them gave when asked about all of their stupid inefficiencies. What else do I have to do? Hey, come on, Maurice. What am I? Said Reginald, crossing Maurice's dimly lit study with the two hollow tubes of pretzel wedged around his fangs. You know, I would be a little upset if I uh, tuned in to Reginald the Vampire and I found out that Jacob Badalon was using my voice. It would be funny if they dubbed him with your voice. We should watch the show and see if that's what they did. I don't. I wouldn't put it past him. In order to not ruin the effect, he had to keep his mouth wide open. Doing so made him drool, just as the cheese filling that used to be inside the pretzels had made him drool before he'd eaten it. Maurice laid a finger down the spine of his book, closed it, and looked up with tired eyes. 
I don't know, Reginald. Tell me, what the hell are you? I'm a walrus who tried to open two wine bottles at once. Maurice looked at Reginald for a long moment, then opened his book and resumed reading. Because the, uh, the empty pretzel rings look like corks on my fangs, Reginald explained. When Maurice didn't respond, Reginald crunched the pretzels and swallowed them. He made sure to chew them well, because for empirical reasons too disgusting to think about, he knew that human food did not, in fact, get digested in a vampire's dead digestive system. So what happens? He just shits them out solid? Yeah, that's what it says when Reginald ate pizza. Pizza came out. (laughs) Damn, they can eat it again. He could probably, he's a big fella. I bet he could pass a combo out of his hole. (laughs) (laughs) I bet I could. That doesn't seem that hard. Like, no problem. Mm-hmm. Came out looking like it had been packed tightly for storage, but was otherwise unmolested. He walked to where Maurice was reading, glanced at the words on the page, and recognized the book immediately. Reginald had read literally everything in the house and had done so at vampiric speeds. He, his perfect recall would have allowed him to tell what Maurice was reading with the smallest glance, but this book was particularly easy. The text on the page was in a spiral, and Maurice kept turning the book to read it. It was House of Leaves by Mark Danielewski. I read that in college, or at least I said I did. This book doesn't make any sense, said Maurice. It's a book about a manuscript about a movie about a house said Reginald. What's this bit about spelunking in the basement? Well, they're investigating the house's interdimensional spaces like cave explorers. Maurice flipped until he reached a page that had a single word on it. And what's this bullshit? Well, the book's typography is part of the story, said Reginald. Maurice's composure snapped. His arm became a blur as he threw the book across the room. It struck the wall and fell open face up. This is a spitting image of how I reacted when I was told to read this book in college. Reginald looked over at his 2,000-year-old maker as he stared after the offending book, frustration radiating from him like heat from a coal. The chair seemed to swallow his small frame, it occurred to Reginald that to most people, Maurice's menacing stare would have come off as a goth kid with bad skin who was embarrassing himself by trying to look impressive. Thousands of books to read in this house, and all I can think about is how they'll never be enough to keep me occupied. Everything is too slow. I feel like a caged animal. Go to the, go to the library. Go see a movie. Get a TV, dude. Yeah, what the get a video game, dude. What the fuck? You fuck with books, dude. <laughs> fuck books. Yeah, watch Reginald the Vampire on Sci-Fi. Yeah, Sci-Fi on Peacock Plus or Peacock TV Plus. Peacock. 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 That's what for Easter. Peacock Max Plus. Oh, that's how you're supposed to feel, said Reginald, still thinking a house of leaves. I can't even leave my own goddamn house because there's a war about to erupt and nobody even knows it's happening. We can't tell the world that Timkin is planning to unleash hell on the humans and we can't fight him. Timkin? Timkin. Timkin? Yes. All right. We can't take him down. We can't rally support other than the little group here in the house. I used to be the deacon of the vampire nation. I never wanted to be in charge, and I don't now, but the sense of impotency is intolerable. What can we do, Reginald? Did we actually read Fat Vampire 3 or 4? (laughs) (laughs) I'm feeling lost. Timkin. Like, uh... Timkin. Timkin. I think that's like a screen name for Timid Kenneth Starr. Wow. Could be. Well, we do the same thing we've been doing. We wait. I can't keep waiting. Reginald nodded. He could sympathize. It had been nine months since Nicholas Timkin had pardoned Reginald and publicly forgiven him for attempting to rig the Vampire Nation election. Damn. I think I remember that. Reginald was pulling a Trump, storming the Capitol. All right. Since then, the election had been reheld, supervised by even more watchdogs. And predictably, Timkin had won. All the underground information Reginald could find suggested that below the veneer, Timkin was building his sedition army and changing vampire hearts and minds. Timkin is actually Tim Kaine, the 2016 <laughs> vice presidential candidate. He got asked not to go any further because he did a big awooga on stage. <laughs> I don't think that's right. <laughs> He did a big awooga. That was the downfall of the 2016 election when Tim no, Kaine did a big awooga. You're thinking, you're thinking of Howard Dean. Howard Dean yeah, did the awooga. That was many years before that. Awooga. Tim Kaine was just asked not to come back because he's, he's boring. boring. Also, he's speaking Spanish a lot and it wasn't very convincing. And he had that, that Virginia accent that I hate. 
Yeah, the ones that we have. Kind of lost here, so why don't we stop there? <laughs> Good start to Fat Vampire 5. It's a wonder we stopped reading these. Johnny B. Truant, you've done it again. All right, well, let's hope when we get back into it, the war's broken out and the fat vampire is sucking blood. Yeah, yeah, we get it, we get it. There's a there's a war happening. There's a war happening, and f- there's going to be a shortage of combos soon. He's a lover. He's not a fighter. Man, he doesn't suck. He just fucks. There was a holy hell. Wow. <laughs> That's the next book in the fat vampire series. Fucking and sucking. <laughs> <laughs> when you stop sucking and just keep fucking. That's right. Fat vampire six. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, let's well only, uh, geez, 64 books till that one. Okay. Let's jump ahead now to, uh, the next page of Fat Vampire 5, Fat Apocalypse. We're back. And this is the next section of Fat Vampire 5, Fat Apocalypse. This is. Chapter six, the catacombs. I like that. You ever been in a catacomb? No, I wish. What's up with that? Why so many skulls? Why not? Wasn't that freaky to them back then? Like why? No. They were just like, yeah, pile them up. (laughs) I don't care. They were just like, look, it's a bunch of dead people. I guess. Yeah. That's the difference between now and then among many is that dead bodies were just like probably all over the place. Well, yeah, the plague. The plague. Bad news, dude. I don't want that. Yeah, I don't know. If I had to, if it was my job to pile up a bunch of heads in the catacombs, I'd be like, "I'm quitting. It's quitting." Time. Yeah, but you'd think you'd at least do a good job. Um, make sure there is some like symmetry there or something. I guess if I had a creative eye, I might try to make sure that it looks balanced. Well, that's the funny thing too. It's like it's not like your body is just there. It's like there's this one church in Rome that where all the monks who work at this church. They just donate their body and their bones to it afterwards. And it, they've been doing that for like a thousand years. And mm. so they just have a whole wall of like leg bones all like in a pattern and then like other little bones and patterns. So it's like, pretty cool. Just imagine your leg in like a big pattern with a bunch of other people's legs. There's worse things that could happen That's to my heart. T- my leg ain't doing anybody any favors right now. If it's part of a piece of art. Cool. I don't want anybody to have my bones. When I go. Burn me up. And include the bones. Smash them up. That's right. Do whatever you got to do to make me into nothing. I want to be as close to nothing as possible. <laughs> I don't want to be in a casket. Oh, my God. Imagine my rotting skeleton with a suit on coming out of the ground. <laughs> no, thanks. That's what I always think when I think of when I think of like getting buried. You ever see those things where it's like, oh, there's a flood today and a bunch of caskets came out or whatever. That happens in the South. It's like, God, imagine me mm-hmm. fucking in 100 years <laughs> floating down the street. My my best suit on a big fucking bow tie. <laughs> no thanks, man. That's embarrassing. That is very similar to your fear of never being in a predicament with no pants on. It is true. Yeah, it is similar in the sense that I don't want to be caught in a situation where I'm helplessly embarrassed and I can't do anything about it. But if, yeah, your body falls out of your coffin and your little bony butt is like all out in the yeah. world. Yeah. My little half rotted dinglings hanging out. I don't want anybody to see that. <laughs> But bear burn me up. I don't, don't. That's the most embarrassing part. I don't see. Here's another weird glimpse into my psyche. The most embarrassing part to me is the suit. If I'm a dead body, I'd rather be naked than wearing a suit like I'm going to fucking prom. That's embarrassing. Well, I think you could probably request whatever garment you want. If you want to be buried in like a sweatsuit, that's embarrassing. I mean, that's less embarrassing. Do it. That's less embarrassing. Just the idea of me in a tie being dead is sad. I don't know. That's embarrassing to me. If I, if I if you outlive me and they put me in a suit at my funeral, you take me out of it. All right, that's my request. What if at your open casket you let everyone uh, pie you in the face? That'd be funny. <laughs> that's another thing. No open casket. No, not for me. I don't want anybody. As soon as I'm dead, close the curtains, put me in a bag, and take me somewhere where nobody has access to me. I don't need anybody seeing my face. Put makeup on me. That's embarrassing. I mean, so my, my grandpa died. I went. And he had makeup all over him. Like, what? You never look like this. Fucking looks like he's in a movie. No way. Uh. Uh-uh. Wearing a suit with powder all over his face. No way. Crank Can't that. Can't be me. Crank that crematorium up to ten and <laughs> chuck me in, baby. Damn. Ten degrees. Kelvin. I don't know. Is that hot or cold? That's really cold, right? Okay. Let's. You freeze me. That's honestly better too. Smash me up. Nitrogen. That'd be cool. I don't give a fuck. I don't want to be at room temperature. Room temperature body is a no go. All right, that's enough out of me. Let's read Fat Vampire 5. Did I start? I don't know. Yeah. All right. 
Oh, he said chapter crypt. six, catacomb. That's how oh, we got here. Catacomb. Right, so catacomb. <laughs> you guys ever been yeah. to a catacomb before? Reginald spent the next 48 hours while the neighborhood burned, gathering as much information as he could Damn, find. The war started, huh? Okay. He slept only when necessary. The rest of the time he spent on the internet. They still got the internet in this world? In this war? All right. There's internet and war in our world. Yeah, buddy. but it's not the internet. Okay. If okay, I guess you're right. No one's knocking out the cables, dude. It doesn't not, stop the ne'er-do-wells. Plenty of people are knocking out. The, you think they bomb, they don't bomb the cables? Like, watch out for the cables. <laughs> the <laughs> we, cables are buried deep might underground. Knock, I mean, not underwater even. Oh, you're talking about in between countries. Sure. Yeah. Not just like in the regular world. They're out all over the place. Look up. I mean, they're. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> okay. The rest of the time he spent the internet, Claire helped him when she was awake, pushing connections from his laptop through to police databases, fire databases, SWAT deployment records, vampire council records, a few scattered pockets of Timkin's sedition army data, and whatever stereotype military access points any of them could think of. It's Timkin's army, like the. Boogaloo boys or whatever. Yeah, is Timkins like a Trump character? Is that the allegory? To, is that the right word? Yeah. All right. True to the fog of Claire's quasi omniscience, she could access just about anything, but could only do so if she knew exactly what she was looking for. The human military, the anti-vampire task force, and the SA all had to have computer systems out there that would have told Reginald more than he'd ever have needed to know. But Reginald didn't know what to ask, so he made do with what he could think to ask for, and which Claire could find, and slowly the big picture began to coalesce in his mind. I need more action. I need bloodshed. I need blood sucking. I need blood sucking. Fucking even. <laughs> yeah, I'd even take that at this stage. Reggie doesn't. He doesn't Reggie, suck. Reggie don't fuck or suck. <laughs> no, Reggie. Don't that's suck. a good. That's a good shirt. Reggie but don't he, fuck. But he do fuck. But no, he do Reggie on the back. On the front it says Reggie don't suck. On the back it says but he do fuck. <laughs> and the style of uh, Frankie says relax could be a good shirt. You should make it. You guys see my cats behind me? Oh yeah, yeah they're I very cute. One. I think it's the first episode they've ever been present for. Where's the second one? They're both back there. I see there's, one. There's one, there's behind one right here. And then there's one. Oh, the wow. Look at his eyes piercing. Watch. I don't see eyes. You don't see eyes, huh? Well, he's there. <sighs> anyway, I got some an audience back here. They are not happy. This book is needs to ramp it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. True it. True it. Over the past months, there had been mass unexplained deaths in the poorer quarters of the world where first world forces paid little attention. That, Maurice explained, sounded just like his brother's work. Ooh. You could employ the battle strategy that called for fighting the big dog first, or you could follow the annihilist faction's twisted playbook and opt to clear the clutter first. Is his brother Timkin? Who's his brother? Wish I knew. Yada, yada, yada. Oh, As it turned cool. out, Team Vampire wasn't the only group waging a good pregame scrap. VNN and Fang Book both indicated die-offs. Whoa, cool. That's like the vampire right. population. That's some world building. VNN, I presume, is like the vampire CNN. Mm -hmm. Fang Book, clearly, I don't even know how to say it, you know. Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Due to anti-vampire task force attacks and human vigilantes, according to Fangbook, due to accidents, according to VNN. Regardless, those deaths were a drop in the bucket compared to the damage being inflicted on the human population. The problem was that while any vampire could fight humans... <sighs> <laughs> wow, you gave wow. up mid-sentence? I've never seen Ganesh uh, so visibly bored with a book he's reading. Are you tired, dude? Are you okay? Nah, it's just boring, dude. I seem to remember this is why we stopped reading The Fat Vampires. But we're in Too it now. We can't, we can't get out of it. We're in it now. We're, no, some would say, 25% into it. We can't back out. All right. Well, I'm going to skip forward a little bit. I here. won't back down, in the words of Tom Petty. Chapter 7 Paris, the vampire whose name was Vincent, died a few hours later. What? There were no fireworks. Vincent? Vince? Vincent. Vince? Vincent Van Gogh. Ayo. Bye-bye. There were no fireworks. He simply dissolved into ash and was gone. Yeah, what a bitch. Dead, gone. That's how we're going to spice this book up. I'm just going to hype it up like I'm at an and one mixtape game. <laughs> Ratchet older than Nikki, knowing they needed to sleep, took turns napping in the bed in their old room. Fuck. With only two people to stand watch, and one of them being Reginald, they had to do their best. The lower door seemed secure and was difficult to find from the outside, so they concentrated their guard on the upper door. Do they have guns? Do they have guns? No, they're vampires. They have vampire guns? Yeah. Okay. They just throw things really fast, right? 
That's true. They all got 150 mile per hour fastballs. It's one of their powers. Bad off speed, though. No break. They were able to close the door and latch it, so they set up a chair in the cathedral space at the foot of the giant stone staircase to watch it. Nikki, whose entire body was a weapon. Oh, hey. Oh, there you go. Sounds like a niche. Merely sat and waited. Reginald armed himself to the teeth, having no idea what species of firepower he was wielding and hoping against hope that nothing would happen, seeing as he had no confidence in his ability to handle it alone. Can't keep <laughs> sighing in the middle of the book. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, don't worry, I'll edit out the sigh. Yeah, yeah, make yeah. the sighs right. louder. Their bunker remained unperturbed. At sunset, they struck out with plans to make their way back to Paris. It's kind of fun. This is why are we getting all, why are we getting all bent out of shape about this? We're in a vampire war. That's pretty good. Let's have a look on the bright side, okay? And they're in Paris. They're in old Paris. Every train they were able to book along the way was efficient but slow, mocking the time they both felt ticking by. So the trains are still running? It sounds like everything's all good. We got the internet, we got trains, we got combos. What's the problem? Nikki wondered why they were bothering to seek Carl. They had both known the EU deacon for a few years and knew him to be a notorious bisexual playboy. Cool. Let's hear more about this deacon. Yeah. Not a scholar or an archivist. He might not even be in Paris, Nikki argued. And besides, she added, how exactly was finding Carl going to get them closer to finding the Codex anyway? We need Codex. It's funny to refer to someone as specifically not a scholar. <laughs> I know this guy, Shane, not a scholar, but a handsome man. He tries hard. <laughs> Fancies himself a scholar, but is decidedly not one. He just can't do it. All right, so we got the objective. We need the codex. They're in, right, we, got, we got all the recipes. We got all the... I'm trying to salvage this. I'm trying to yank this thing out of the mud. We got all the recipes for good book. We got action. There's war going on. There's fire. We got location, Paris, church, catacombs. Beautiful. We got objective. We need codex. We have uh, fat vampire. It goes without saying, all we need is just some fun, some magic, some action, and we'll be... We'll be, uh, we need that deacon. That hot, we need some romance, We need that hot dude. bisexual deacon to come out here and swing his thang around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That guy can fuck. Yeah. Dickin' by the deacon. You know what I'm saying? Not a scholar. Not a scholar, but boy, howdy, he's packing heat. Reginald, who was getting the hang of predestination, told her that finding Carl is what I do next. My cats are disappointed in me for saying all this. They've never heard me talk like this. Was, in itself, enough reason to find Carl. The notorious bisexual. Fate was the one place where circular logic was useful. Why was finding Carl the right move? Because Rational thought it was the right move. That's all that was required. If Claire's glamour-induced trance had been correct, there was an objective truth about how things were supposed to happen. All right, so we're following some sort of predestined vision here. Okay, classic. Let me ask you a question, hotshot, Nikki said. Go ahead. You're telling me that you were supposed to become a vampire. Yeah, I guess. Because one day you're supposed to find this code thingy. Damn, he's like Neo. He's the one. Do you get it now? <laughs> that's my new, that's my other new way to make a book more entertaining. Pretend like I understand it all completely. You guys are idiots. <laughs> Do you get Come it? Come on. It's plain as day. Yeah. Well, which, of course, was possible because you were supposed to find Claire in order to learn that the code thingy existed. Yes, that's how I understand it. All right, I'm going to be real with you. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it's it. all a vision. And now he's thinking that everything that's happened is fate. It's predestined. Everything from the beginning Correct. of Fat Vampire 1 has been leading up to this uh -huh. important moment in Reginald, a.k.a. Fat Vampire, a.k.a. Ned from Spider-Man's life. That's right. I never envisioned him as Ned from Spider-Man, and now I am. And I don't know if it's making it better or worse. Well, are you at least hearing my voice? I have to. All right. <laughs> yeah, you're in the cans. You're in Loud. The, you're in, you are cranked to the heavens in my cans. Well, then, if all that's true, why do we even need to find it? You act like we're going to read the future off some scroll or whatever, then use what we learn to prevent the human vampire war and the deaths of like a billion people. But how can you prevent anything if what's going to happen is just, you know, going to happen anyway? Well, if that's how it unfolds, then I imagine. What's Earth at right now? It's like seven, seven, seven point big two? Bs. Seven point wow. two. Can you just ran the numbers? And it's seven point two. It's a lot. That's a lot of people. My kid was the point two. Wow, he's your kid. That's a big kid. It was 7.1, <laughs> and then it turned to 7.2. That's pretty impressive. Three cheers. Can we get a round of applause for Ganesha's kid? 
the 7.2 billionth person on earth. All right, enough chit chat. These guys sitting here talking about their vision. Get out there. Hit the bricks. I told you long time ago that this war feels very wrong to me. And I mean wrong in terms of isn't supposed to happen rather than morally long. I can feel it in my gut. He slapped his gut. And this bitch is never wrong. It has authority. But it's pointless either way. If you're destined to prevent the war, why are we working so hard and risking our asses to find the codex? But how can we find it if we don't look for it? Well, I mean, you have to find it. It's all predestined or whatever. Yeah, but in order to find something, you actually have to look for it. Now, oh, this is making my head hurt. It's making my head hurt. Let's get, yeah. get on the road. Somebody get go, on the road. Somebody start the car. <laughs> Let's stop there. Yeah, I was just about to encourage a yada, yada, yada. Somebody needs to hit the auto start on their key fob and say, car's running, baby. Let's get in and do the damn thing. Enough chit chat. Enough bullshitting. Yeah. The war is happening and we need to find the codex. What is it? I don't know. It's like the Da Vinci Code. It's the the Holy Grail is mm-hmm. the daughter mm-hmm. of uh, Jesus of Nazar- mm-hmm. Nazareth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's find it. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's jump ahead. All right. We're going to find the damn codec. Okay. And if we don't, I'm going to throw a fucking fit. We'll be right back with the next page of Fat Vampire 5 Fat Apocalypse by John Truant. All right, let's just go. Fuck it, whatever. All right, let's just go. Fuck it, whatever. We're back. This is uh, Fat Vampire 5. What's the next page, Kanish? This is chapter 10, V Cruise. Okay. What are, you, what, are you, what, are you, what are you sipping on over there, Shane? That looks colorful. Is that Arizona iced tea? Arizona iced tea? No, it's beer. Oh, wow. Arizona makes beer now, huh? It's a, yeah, it's a beer that is called Omega Tribe. Oh my god. Sounds like a new tropic that Joe Rogan sells. <laughs> god bless you. Trying to get strong for the summer. It's pretty good. It's a session IPA. Can you believe it? Nope. I don't know what that means. What does session mean when it comes to I don't IPAs? Know. Oh, all right. All right. Claude introduced the woman as General Ophelia Fax. She was tall and blonde and thin, and her outfit looked like a parody of a military uniform that might be worn at a sexy Halloween party. Ooh. Claude let the general lead the way, then followed a few paces behind her. Behind Claude were two vampire soldiers holding, oh, holding their guns up. Yeah, big guns. Oh. Walking backward. Bazookas. Behind the soldiers were Nikki and Reginald, and behind them were three more soldiers also aiming guns. Big bazookas. <laughs> Big bazookas. <laughs> no one's got like a humble, like, little pistol. <laughs> 22. Nah. Reginald couldn't help feel flattered by the implication of his own menace. Uh-huh. You've got all your bazookas pointed at me. Little old me. <laughs> gonna take four bazookas to take me down they moved into a conference room with a glass wall that looked out over the large control area once inside general thax dismissed the armed guards they looked nervous to leave the two high-ranking officials alone with the two intruders but she repeated the command and they dutifully obeyed ma'am it would be okay without bazooka coverage claude sat on the edge of the room's large conference table is back to the windows lower your guns he doesn't suck. But he but, fucks. He do he, he do fuck. <laughs> but he do fuck. <laughs> oh yes, ma'am. Right away. The woman remained standing as if at attention. Uh you can sit, said Claude, gesturing behind Nikki and Reginald. Yeah. Same, Reginald same, same voice as Reginald. <laughs> That's impressive. She's, yes. she's actually doing an impression of him. She's mocking him. <laughs> he remains defiantly standing, but this was the wrong time to make a moral stand. They'd come here for a reason, and an apparently very real sense of fate was at play. I want the codec, bitch. Now hand it over. You had to find the codex first, get home second, and worry about Claude third. Santa Claude? <laughs> Continue. It's so original. <laughs> Please continue. So Reginald reached up and very gently took Nikki's hand, urging her to sit. Can we get the sit, ubu, sit? Sit, ubu, sit. Music oh, that's in my head, usually in the shower. Let's start with the, oh, that is Reginald, isn't it? God. Just let's give her a little twang. Let's See, start you're, with the I, obvious. I think your original Reginald was your... Yeah, he was like the no. doofy guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. I think no. he was your doo-doo voice. Well, he's aged and gotten wiser. So he's like a... Yeah, ancient doo-doo is what I call that voice. <laughs> we need to make a list of all the voices one day and what we call them. Ancient doo-doo is good for that one. 
That's good. Let's start with the obvious, said Claude. Well, this is the Vampire Rokhound Command, said Reginald. Yes, obviously. They're two different voices, okay? <laughs> yeah, you got your uh, mischievous little scamp and your ancient doo-doo. Uh-huh. Very distinct. Very distinct. Which is apparently code for Annihilist Headquarters. Claude looked at the general before answering. She met his eye, and some unspoken message moved between them. Reginald couldn't see much into Claude's mind without alerting him to his presence, so he's only able to catch the surface of the thought. They can do mind reading? I don't remember any of this. Oh, yeah. that's Maybe Claude. just him? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he's the <laughs> one? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. He saw only that he'd broached a sensitive topic and that they were treading on contested ground. Semantics, said Claude. He nodded to the general beside him. The space between the four vampires was meaningfully empty, mocking the discussion's implied civility. Oh, uh, the Annihilist faction has operated out of... VWC for decades, but it is still the VWC who runs it. My people defer to the generals like Ophelia here. This is a lot of bureaucracy. This is like when Star Wars started being about like the Senate. This is the prequel vibe. Too much of the, I don't need the backroom chatter. I need the action. Put me on the front lines, dude. I want to be out there blasting my bazooka. Yeah, like Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Where are the Ewoks? The Vampire World Command, said Ophelia beginning to pace with her hands that are twined behind her back, was created for two purposes. The first was to act as kind of a vampire United Nations. Uh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I've never heard you do the blah, blah, blahs in the character voice. That's new. <laughs> so very quickly, we at VWC moved away from diplomacy and toward our other purpose, to act as a failsafe. The VWC always considered the human population to be a potential threat. Are they going to adapt this whole thing for the show? Is there going to be like a multi-season arc with this shit? I guess I should watch it, huh? Nah, I'm good. What, what else I got going It's got on? a 5.3 on IMDb. Hey, that's... I've watched way worse than that and enjoyed it. Why don't you use that time and watch Peacock? Or, uh, yeah, it watch, is, this is Peacock. watch Poker Face. Like, I've been telling uh, you to watch it. I'll get to Poker Face as soon as I finish five seasons of uh, Reginald the Vampire. Long story short, they <laughs> want to kill the humans, short. all right? Why? What did, they, what did we do? I don't know, dude. Oh, because humans outnumber the vampires by 100,000 to one. Well, that seems like a tall order to them. Well, not if they get to sucking. We get to sucking, then stage two, we do be fucking. Reginald thought about the guns the soldiers had aimed at them. Those guns hadn't looked particularly innovative, but he hadn't been shot, and it was true that humans died when he shot them with just about anything. How much was innovation? How much innovation was really necessary? Reginald was a human not long ago. What a fucking traitor. Come on, man. Remember where you came from, bro? Wait, Reginald wants to kill the humans? No, the, the oh. other, the, these other people. Oh, I wasn't listening, I guess. Sorry. The, the Annihilist faction. The Annihilist faction had two things in common mm. with the VWC. Appropriate name, then. That actually makes sense now. First, we consider conflict with the humans to be inevitable. And second, we already had soldiers of our own. And as a bonus, we also had set up deep pockets to be able to fund those soldiers. Something the VWC couldn't count on. Oh, so you bought yourself an army said Reginald. Oh, just like you bought one for Timkin. What happened? Where's Timkin at, huh? Probably in a bunker. Oh, with his beautiful bride and his dog. Claude laughed. Yes, same army, different leadership, but as much as I like Nick, he's too timid. He's willing to do what's necessary, but only as a last resort. Timkin's about to pop those cyanide pills. The annihilators and the fat vampires <laughs> closing in from the east and west. The generals here are always willing to be as proactive as the situation required, so together we make a good team. Alright, so looking at Claude, Reginald felt the rest of the puzzle fall into place. Timkin didn't know about the VWC, just as Maurice hadn't. He didn't know that his right-hand man was busy stabbing humanity in the back while he was out shaking hands. Timkin's a handshaker? Baby kisser? Butt licker. Hey... Don't say those kind of words on this podcast. Reginald found himself recalling his discussion with Timkin, the almost regretful way the president had spoken of there being no other way to save vampire kind than to turn on the planet. Seems like everyone wants to kill humans, dude. Bye, Earth. You want to kill humans, the people who made combos? That's what I'm saying. He loves like pizza and combos at least that much. Yeah, man. And what's he, what, is he going to start making that stuff? Uh-uh. No. Uh-uh. I argue that the the production of combos is the greatest indicator of intelligent life. If you can make a combo, 
the Earth real civilization. Do you think aliens have like uh, unhealthy combos. snacks? Yeah, for sure. They probably have their own combos. All right, let's stop there. Oh, how many more pages we got of this thing? I don't know, man. Does string cheese count as a snack? Yeah. yeah. Where is that pretty high up on your list? That would be pretty high. Yeah. Or like a baby bell. They yeah. make these things that kind of look like a lunchable and it's just like really small triscuits and really small pieces of cheese. You seen that? Like no. cheese and crackers? Yeah. yeah I've, I've seen that before. <laughs> yeah, I've heard I've heard about cheese and crackers. That's pretty good. Charcuterie, I think it's called. Yeah, but they sell them like a tin. Mm, do you eat that a lot? Yeah, dude. It's a good snack. Sargento. They should have an ad- adult lunchables where has that's what this is yeah but and more age appropriate you know like a salami like a salami yeah and then like instead of a capri sun it's like a airplane bottle of like vi- like a vodka or a, a wine Grigio. yeah yeah i think that's a good market to get into let's take it to the shark tank daddy's lunchables i saw that schools were gonna start giving out lunchables for lunch which is wow. indicative of like massive budget failure in the education system. But I also, my parents wouldn't buy me Lunchables because they were too expensive. Yeah. And as a kid, I would have been so stoked to receive Lunchables. I love, I love Lunchables. But I think part of the charm was that you, it was like a treat, at least for me. That was nah, like a I'd eat once one every a day. week thing. I'd eat Lunchable every day if I could. Friday was Lunchables day. The build your own pizza one. Oh my pizza. god! Then yeah. they had the mega, the mega pizzas, the like the squares. Oh, I don't fuck with that. Good stuff. I need a lunchable man. Maybe I'll go buy a lunchable after this. It's a free world. I don't think you're allowed. I can, and I will. They're no, gonna I'll just say you. this is for my son. He's in the car. <laughs> They're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, bring him in here. What's the social security number? What's his favorite color? I can make. I can. I'm a. I'm a good improviser. Social security number six. Favorite color blue. <laughs> Done. All right. You ready to jump ahead? What's his middle name? Uh, Boston. <laughs> All right, let's jump ahead. We'll be back with more Fat Vampire 5. Fat Apocalypse. All right, we're back, and we've decided this is the last page of Fat Vampire. <laughs> Wrap it up. Ganesh, hit us with the end. I hope we found the codex. I hope Timkin's dead in a gutter. I hope the Annihilist uh, did not succeed at killing all the humans. I hope that Sci-Fi Channel is free for everyone on Earth. I hope that Peacock has canceled Poker Face and greenlit <laughs> five sequels to Fat Vampire. If you saw Poker Face, you would not <laughs> want it you would to. Not, you would not play with the play with the fate like that. Don't dance with the devil saying cancel Poker it's Face. It's clearly an expensive show. I'd like to, I'll watch it. I'd like to watch it. I like Ryan Johnson. I like uh, Natasha Leone. I like uh, Texas Hold'em poker. Well, you know what's great? Every episode has a a celebrity that you're just going to be so happy to see. I love most celebrities. I'm a big celebrity guy. Nick Nolte. <laughs> wow. All right, I'm sold. <laughs> Nolte's in it from Lorenzo's Oil. <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt from Lorenzo's uh, Oil. Not Lorenzo's Oil. <laughs> he was the child. No. All right, let's go. Lorenzo. What's happening, what's happening at Fat Fan? Judith, not Lorenzo. Judith Light. Judith Light. Wow. <laughs> Richard Kind. What other celebrities have got in the tank over there? All right. Ron Perlman. These are the weirdest list of celebrities. <laughs> I thought you were going to hit me with some A-listers. I, these, I mean, these are good. A-list to me. But Judith Light and Ron Perlman. <laughs> okay. A-list to me. I'd like to see Shane's A-list. Adrian Brody. That's pretty good. The pianist himself. Excuse me? Reginald was destined to fail, to watch the world fall, to lose his maker who would give his life for his progeny and wake the sleeper inside that progeny. What happened so, to the fun fat vampire? The first book was about him, like, you know, chasing down people and sucking their blood and running on treadmills and shit. Like, what? Well, it's in the name. It's called Photopocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're right. My mistake. <laughs> Don't, you shouldn't laugh at that. That's so stupid. So that Reginald, who held the entirety of vampire knowledge in his veins, could do what needed to be done. Reginald's task wasn't to find the codex, but to assemble it. Humans and vampires. Damn, assemble it? He's like trying to put together that fucking brass monkey from Legends of the Hidden Temple right now? Vampires and humans. The two species weren't predator and prey. They were symbionts. <laughs> 
No, that, that's that how can't be, that can't be how you say. That's it. how Jenny Slate said it in the trailer. Remember that? <laughs> Symbiotes. Vampires couldn't exist without humans, and couldn't and humans couldn't exist without vampires. It was also obvious they were like two varieties of fruit trees. You couldn't grow a single blueberry bush. You had to have two different strains so they could cross pollinate. Yeah, Jenny Slate's on my A list. She's up there. She was in two Oscar nominated movies. That ain't that ain't too bad. What was the second one? She's in everything ever all at once. And Marcel the Show. Oh, she's yeah. I forgot she's in Babylon. She might be in another one for all I know. I don't know. I'll keep up. She's in Babylon. She, is she Lydia Tarr? I've never seen it. Could be. Humans and vampires were each other natural, each other's natural check. They were each other's predators. Reginald's mind showed him the in- image of a seed cracking open in the heat of a forest fire. I think this dude's been drinking cough syrup. Mm, yeah. It sounds like you doing your math class. <laughs> it showed him the image of a blade being drawn across Can a grinding stone. staring at the equation on the test page saw a seed in a forest fire exploding. Vampires weren't the stronger of the two species. Humans were. They had forgotten that, but Reginald, with his new sense of vision, could see that they were. And what's more, there was one, and uh, only one way. Sorry to interrupt you. <clears throat> I That just, like, sparked a memory. I'm pretty sure you failed that test, like, super bad and, like, showed us what they wrote on your paper because all your answers were really fucked up. <laughs> nah, dude, I did well in that class. <laughs> I got an A in that class. Yeah, right. Okay. I'm gonna e- I'm gonna email uh the alumni you association. Do it. Yeah, can <laughs> you pull my transcript? Can you, can you pull the transcript for one Ganesh Sarma specifically on the day he was tripping C's in math class? <laughs> They're like, We're sorry, that's been scrubbed from our records. <laughs> we received a large donation from the Sarma Foundation to scrub those records. <laughs> We're putting up a statue. That's where this fucking podcast money's going. That's why we haven't had our steak dinner yet. Still paying off the 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 keepers of his grades. All right, sorry. What's going on? This guy's just having a ayahuasca trip. There's one, only one way humans could be made to remember their own strength: pressure from their antagonists. Wait, you get those alumni things in the mail, right? Yeah, I always open it because I'm like, oh, they're oh they're gonna invite me to like give a speech, and then now it's just <laughs> like, will you donate this? Money. Never. I'll never give them money. They, they sent me, me one. They sent me. They called me too. Eventually, I was like, one time they were like trying to talk to me about submitting something about like my life to their newspaper, and I was like, no. And then they stopped calling me. <laughs> They're pretty got, pushy with the money. I got something in the mail. I don't. Did you guys get this? I got something in the mail a couple weeks ago where it was like VCU Alumni Association. I opened it and it was like New York City Gala with the president of VCU. You're invited. Actually, I did get that. <laughs> I was like, over my dead body, am I going to put on a suit? You want me to put on a suit like a dead body? No, not me. I don't need to meet all the other people that went to VCU that live in New York. Nah, it's like high school. It's like a high school reunion. What do you want? What am I going to go teach? Friday worse because you, you guys get a high school you... reunion. You you can like recognize some people, but this is you don't know anyone. I would like, know I'm you. That college had thirty six thousand people. No yeah, way. I'm not knowing. I feel like the college thing is more of a networking opportunity, which I also don't do. I'm not a networker. High school reunion. Maybe I should show up because I'm probably within the top 10% of the most successful people from high school just by virtue of having a job. So I feel like I could show up and be like, what are you doing? Well, you missed your 10 year, huh? I did. Maybe I'll show up for the 20. It's around the corner. It's only three years away, <laughs> <laughs> which is fucking ter- terrible, terrible news to hear. You know, you should uh, use the podcast money and get yourself a limo. Roll up. I shall show up and be like, have you guys ever heard of the Let's Stop There podcast? And I'll be like, what? No, they're like, boo. One person in the back would be like, AV Club's 2018 podcast superlatives? <laughs> Amazon Book Club, you mean? And you're like, yeah, go home, mom. <laughs> mom. My mom was, uh, after the prom, we had like an after prom party thing, and my mom was like one of the chaperones there. That's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> Didn't you almost get uh, banned from graduating because you made a fake MySpace page? Uh, no, they never caught me. I almost got banned from graduating because I was failing a class, but I did make a fake MySpace page for a vice principal and <laughs> put myself as the number one friend on the top eight. And they still never got me. <laughs> they, were, they were pulling up everything. They pulled like my sister in the office. They pulled my friends. I was like, they, they were on the trail and I don't know what they just thought. They probably took one look at me and were like, this sad little boy could not have done this. This man is not popular and has no friends. He would never do something like that. Maybe they just didn't understand the top eight. Yeah, they're like, they're trying, somebody's trying to sabotage Austin by putting him as number one. <laughs> it couldn't be him. It's too obvious. They didn't, they didn't ask if you were like being bullied. 
<laughs> you're like, yeah, by that bastard Boston can. <laughs> they pulled me in the office. You're ba- Somebody has bullied you by putting you as the top friend and the top eight of the vice principal's fake MySpace. And we're going to find out who done it. Somebody pulled me aside in the parking lot and was like, they called me into the office today. They're getting close. <laughs> <laughs> what was the song on his page? Did he have Oh, one? yeah. It was like jock jams. It was like, we will rock you. Because he was like also in charge of the athletics department. The name of our football field in high school was his name. Wow. I guess I won't. I guess I, I feel like the statute of limitations has to be up on this. Like, there's no way I could get in trouble, but I'm still hesitant to say his name. It's a funny name. It's Ted Salmon. Which oh, is basically right. the genesis. That's basically why I made the MySpace. I was like, what's funnier than an adult man named Ted Salmon who looks like a stern taskmaster? We had a guidance counselor that looked like Bob Ross and his name was Harry Ball. And then they- <laughs> <laughs> That's way better. And in the yearbook, they would just put H Ball. That's pretty good. Like, why work with kids if your name's H, Harry Ball? Like, you're going to get fucked with. Yeah. If you're going to do that, you might as well go into porn. All right. Are we, are we reading this page? What's going on? Is he done t- talking about the fucking putting together his little uh, puzzle? But as Reginald watched all the pieces assemble in his mind, he realized that the Codex didn't tell a story about vampires eliminating humans. It told a story about humans eliminating vampires. Yeah, fuck him up. Take him down. The thought caused Reginald to yank himself back through the maze of the blood memory to the present. Yank what? Yank. Yank himself back through the blood <laughs> memory to the present. He's yanking himself to blood memories? Yeah. <laughs> when he came out of his fugue, he realized he was shaking. He was slouched on the couch in front of the TV in the basement. That's how the, that's how the movie The Whale opens. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, he's, he's yanking and then he has a heart attack and starts shaking really yeah damn well, now tell I me it's gonna it. happen to me one day now you gotta watch it yeah if you don't watch your if you don't watch your cholesterol you might be yeah you might die mid jerk off like the whale and nikki was beside him her hands on his arm gently shaking him it's okay reginald i'm here you're awake it's okay oh it's not okay what do you mean the war forget about the war the war is over but Reginald could only shake his head. It's not over. It hasn't even begun. Is that the end? Yeah. Ugh, I'm gonna puke. More war ahead for Reginald. So I'm sorry. What is the conclusion? The war is still happening. There's a sixth book. What's it called? I'll tell you what it's called. Survival of the Fattest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm back in. You got me back on board, Truant. I can't deny that. Well, that was something. I don't really. That book seemed like it went nowhere. I feel like nothing happened. Well, it's just because we read the first page, 25% mark, 50% mark. Oh, we read five random pages. (laughs) I think four, four random. Four random pages. Well, good enough. Mm -hmm. That's fat fat vampire for you. That's it. All right. We done here? We sure are. Calling it a night? Yep. Saying bye-bye? Saying good night. Shane Burklow has raised a hand. Shane, can I help you? Yeah, goodbye. Goodbye. Ta-ta. Oh, I love when people raise hands on Zoom at work. It's like, quit being a little bitch and just pipe in. Sometimes someone will raise their hand and like, like on screen or like the, no, the, the, the digital the raise I, hand. The icon. Yeah, right, And right, right. it'll just stay up for a really for long time. Until somebody's like, oh shit, somebody raised their hand. At the end, someone will be like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't see you had your hand raised. And it'll be about something that was said at the beginning of the meeting. And they'll be like, oh, well, the time has passed. Well, it just prompted me to, it says... It says, if you are done, uh, it sounds like you've said something, so your hand will be lowered. And I clicked, keep it raised. I like when people in Zooms at work are like, all right, if you have any questions, just put them in the chat. And then people do, but they forgot they said that and they don't look at the chat. And then at the end, there's like a thousand questions. They're like, oh, it looks like I missed some stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let me go through these. Oh, God. That's it. That's the end of the episode. (laughs) Another successful one in the bank. Here's to 100 more years of Let's Stop There and... 99 more years of fat vampire uh sci-fi we're here waiting for your call any day thanks to chris linkless for our art thanks to morris freeze for our music thanks to you for listening you can check us out at let's stop hit us up at let's stop there on social media oh shit we had some voicemails we didn't play <laughs> should we save it for the next one all right we'll save it well sorry about your voicemails we let's just aggressive. do a whole episode of voicemails how about that we're gonna need a lot more voicemails five six seven three oh nine oh three five seven leave us voicemails and we'll play your voicemail on the show at some point and respond to it patreon.com slash let's stop there five dollars a month you get a whole butt ton of episodes in the backlog and they're pretty good i would say you can join our discord if you join the patreon make some requests uh chat with us and our 
local friends. That's I, I think I will rate the rate the podcast five stars, nothing less, or we'll kill you. Uh, that's the end of the show. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time on Let's Stop There. Bye bye. What you spoken there? Grass. Yeah, but like, what's it called? Yeah. I like the names. It's called. I think it's. I think it's like peanut butter cookie or something like that. Oh, the, the names are getting boring. It's called Daddy's Trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> peanut butter cookie. Peanut butter cookie. That's so boring. Why don't they call it like AK forty seven or something? That is one of them. That's really? One. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of them just named after guns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Desert Eagle. Desert Eagle. What about like um ooh, for like March Madness, Diaper Dandy. Yeah. Or Brad. Brad <laughs> with like five A's. <laughs> if I was a weed grower, I'd name mine just men's names. <laughs> Ken- Kenneth. <laughs> I'm smoking I'm smoking on that good David. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got Darren. <laughs> My Damn. Da- Darren is a David and Warren hybrid. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, I got a fresh pack of Samuel. <laughs> Damn, bro. Is that Samuel? Mm. <laughs> Stinky Samuel. It's Samuel by David. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, if I was growing weed, I'd be like Mark Jacobs. All my stuff would be like by Austin. <laughs> Let me get a. Let me get a gram of that uh, Michael by Austin. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What if, you know how like, um, eventually there's probably going to be like, I mean, there won't be, but if there were TV commercials again for like weed and it was like that and they're like as bonkers as like cologne commercials are. (laughs) It's like Michael by Austin. You're going to like the way you feel. I guarantee it. Well, that'll be good. I say mm-hmm. let's get into the weed business. I'm done with this I'm, podcast. I'm <laughs> already in it. I'm already in the business. Oh, you're I the buy it. It's not, you're on the, you're on the wrong end of this, buddy. <laughs>